Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. As always, love being your host. This is Helen Nguyen, CEO of 3W Medical for Women. We are following up on a pretty popular podcast that we had a couple of weeks ago with my dear friend, Anna. Today, we get to have two guests. They're both very special people. One is Anna's husband, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi. Yeah, hi. And then my my husband, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey. Yeah. So we're going to be building off of our last conversation with my my dear friend, Anna, like I said, about adoption. And, and you guys got to, you know, as listeners got to hear it from a woman's perspective, from a mom's perspective. And this time I thought it would be really interesting to pull in the men. And so we're lucky to have the both of them with us today. And I hope you enjoy this episode because it's going to be really interesting from a guy's perspective. So just starting with you, Mark, when you and Anna started venturing into the adoption world or, or deciding about d- adoption, what were your first initial thoughts about it or, or your feelings about adoption? Sure. So I think when, when we first got married, we were, I think, always talking about kids Mm-hmm. Being open to having kids, as far as I remember, was actually something that we were openly discussing the chance for adoption. And I think we're always open to it. It's, it's a little bit, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say it was weird, but it was just, we were very comfortable mm-hmm. talking about, you know, being open to adoption. And I think, you know, maybe some of that was a little bit of like naivety because, you know, we're newly married and not really. <laughs> Um, understanding of what it took to be parents at the time, but yeah. we were just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, <laughs> we're open to that. We want to have kids, and we want to have lots of kids. Whatever it is that gets us there, I think is is we're open to it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was very casual and not very dramatic. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I can say that, yeah. Awesome. Okay. How about you, Steve? What you know when when we both got married? I think we were always open to adoption, but how, how was it for you when we really had to discern and venture into it? How was it for you? Yeah. Like, I mean, pretty similar to Mark's situation there where I always felt like it was something that was a good thing mm-hmm. and I was definitely open to it, but I felt like it needed to be like this kismet thing, like a situation that just comes up and, oh my gosh, this kid really needs to be adopted and this is the perfect situation and all of that sort of thing. When it came to actually applying for adoption and actually trying to like get an agency or anything like that, really that was a lot harder. 
Mm-hmm. That was a lot harder to actually go and seek out adoption. Mm-hmm. And I really was not very interested in the idea. Mm-hmm. I knew that I probably should be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, frankly, on the inside, I just wasn't. And why was that, do you think? It sounds terrible, but I, I think a lot of guys feel that way where it's just like, I don't want to raise some other guy's kid mm. is really what mm. it felt like internally. Mm-hmm. It was just this kind of deep set sort of just internal... Uh, Loss or shame or... Yeah, I don't know. Just some kind of, yeah, some kind of hesitation Mm -hmm. towards it Mm -hmm. that I just had. Yeah, it just felt on some level almost wrong or something or just not something that I should do. Yeah, so it was, it was, I was pretty conflicted Mm -hmm. when we first started considering adoption. Yeah. Mm. Mark, did you feel that way at all in at any point in the process as you and Anna kind of ventured into it? Oh yeah, I could I could totally relate to Steve's feelings on that. I think definitely once once you start embarking on something like that, at least for me, I I ended up realizing all of the things, all the hoops that you need to jump through. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, you mm-hmm. know. It's very much. It can be very overwhelming. You know, I I think I've. A part of like what I do for work, I'm, I'm an engineer at Boeing. We're, we're used to like having a lot of processes in place to make sure, you know, we don't, we don't design something mm-hmm. like that can eventually hurt people, at least mm-hmm. not intentionally. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was kind of u- prepared for that, but, in, but also I wasn't. It's quite different to say that you're, you're going to design you know, a product to be consumed mm-hmm. by, by people versus trying to apply for something where you're putting yourself out there to Mm -hmm. take on somebody else's child. I think that's, I think the gravity of it is, I mean, it's, it's important for me as an engineer at Boeing that I don't design airplanes that will crash. At the same time, this is like a very personal thing where Mm -hmm. this is like going to be my child. If we do get selected to be parents for somebody's child and and then yeah there's a little bit of apprehension like we do have a a biological child Mm -hmm. and at the time we we didn't when we were really looking into it seriously and so there's this apprehension of like what steve was saying can i raise somebody else's child should i there's something not that doesn't sit right and then you know there's a lot of other questions too like you know what if this child has a disability what if Mm -hmm. you know can i can i handle that Mm -hmm. like no, I'm, tr- I'm still trying to figure out how to be a good husband. If anything, this is not something I'm, I know much of anything about. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a little bit of apprehension there. A part of the thing that made me feel good about it was after really discerning about it for a while, yeah, I just thought about my marriage. You end up giving yourself to somebody that is not related to you, which is good. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> if you can figure out. What I'm trying to get at, you know, that person is not your blood and yet you learn to love that person so much. And with all your heart, you give yourself to that person like hundred percent and to come to that realization of, you know, I'm doing this already. And why can't I do this for a child that is not biologically mine? I Mm -hmm. think I had to get to that point and that made it a little bit easier for me. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did your process include reaching out to other people that have adopted children and kind of connecting with them to see how that process went and talking to your family about it? I know Anna said that getting your family involved in it as well was was also something important to do in that process. I know it was for me, 
personally, you know, in the Vietnamese culture, it's still very taboo to to adopt. It's still very a very Western kind of way of of going about having children. So, did you have to connect with people in the in your community through that process? You know, not actually, to be honest, not not directly. I think Anna did a lot more reaching out than I did mm-hmm. when we did include my my family and her family. I, I think at least for from my family's perspective, they I'm the youngest of mm-hmm. like three kids. They kind of just let me do whatever I wanted when I grew up. <laughs> wow, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And you know, I was the only boy in the family, so I think I got some privileges that were probably not right <laughs> in the eyes of my sisters. They were just they were really supportive, and my my parents they were very much supportive of of it, and mm-hmm. which which was great. Mm-hmm. I think same probably goes to say with Anna's brother, mm-hmm. he was really supportive as well. As far as reaching out to other people, we we do have friends where they were actually adopted. I think that helped just to see that where um, some of these um, some of the friends of ours that were adopted there they were young adults already, and you know we could we saw in them like what that would look like a few years down the road and you know for the most part they were in loving relationships with their families so Mm -hmm. I think that helped definitely even if I didn't speak to them directly about it yeah yeah so what about you Steve did you know did you feel anxious or nervous talking to your parents about us possibly adopting or venturing into adoption was there any hesitation on your end to you know disclose that that's what we were doing yeah Um, yeah yeah the biggest worry I think was yeah talking about it with my dad because again I know that that's like I said I had that kind of visceral reaction Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of guys get towards it at first yeah so I figured my dad would have the same reaction and I forget if he did at first but I also know that once it actually became a reality and we started actually looking into adopting our son more seriously, that my dad was also the most possibly Mm over-supportive of anyone. Which was super sweet. Yeah, obnoxious almost, because he's (laughs) like, okay, here's what you got to do. You got to go and like, he wanted us to like, go and do all of these things to ensure that nothing gets messed up. He wanted us to give the birth mother money and other things like that. And it's like, yeah, it was a little overwhelming, but again, it was really sweet. It was really Mm -hmm. good to hear that from him, that he was supportive. Mm -hmm. I just kind of assumed that he wouldn't really understand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was cool. I really appreciated that. Yeah. Your parents were, were super supportive, especially your mom, which I was so thankful for. And I, I think their experience growing up in Southside Chicago, their experience being, especially on your mom's side, being Irish Americans, that adoption and having mo- a lot of children and not, you know, sharing in the community of raising children has always been part of the Irish culture. And I think that really helped ease our conversation, especially with your mom, at least, into the, that idea. And now they can't get enough of Max. It's very obnoxious. Their house is full of toys and he's not even there most of the time. So, which is fun. So Mark, when you and Anna seriously were looking into adoption, did you had a a strong feeling of like, I want to adopt 
locally, nationally, or internationally? Was that something that you guys were on the same page about, or was that something that you had to discuss more about? Yeah, Anna and I, we, I'll say this, we don't tend to like argue about a lot of things, which I don't know if I, I still to this day, I'm like amazed at that, like, because we're very much opinionated about things. Uh, whatever you guys are drinking, can you give us some of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, um, I'll try to figure that out. And let yeah, you know. bottle it up, give it to, <laughs> to me and Steve, because we can yeah. go at it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, we, we did have some pretty serious discussions about this because as you both know, you know, there's a questionnaire for depending on which agency you go with, you, mm-hmm. you got to answer a lot of different questions and tough questions. And mm-hmm. I think in terms of like geography and where we would be looking to adopt, I don't recall us ever really having too much opposition to going stateside or in a different country. Mm-hmm. I think originally we looked at going to the Philippines for obvious reasons, or Filipino. Yeah, I think at some point, again, we were just, you know, open to whatever. I think where we really had some really tough discussions were if we were open to a, ch- a child that had certain disabilities mm-hmm. or anything like that. And it's mm-hmm. tough. It's so mm-hmm. tough. Like, Anna probably had had more insight on this than I did because of her profession, preschool teacher for kids with special needs. You know, she could see firsthand I mean, she loved her job, but at the same time, she could see how difficult it was. And there are certain disabilities, I think, I, I can't remember specifics, but where we definitely said, we don't know if we can handle that as opposed to other ones. Again, depending on the agency, I think they give you an idea of what sort of disabilities you might be open to. And, it, mm-hmm. and you know, in a way that did kind of make me sad, like I felt like you know, I should be open to all children. And at the same time, I don't really know. I got to be honest with myself. And then I felt bad. Like, you know, it's like all these kids, you know, they really should have the best opportunity in life. And if we're putting ourselves out there, we we had the capability to do that as a dual income, no kids, Mm -hmm. we're professionals, you know, we should be able to offer that for any, any kid that we were so lucky to be considered to Mm -hmm. be parents for. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad a little bit about that. Yeah, I I think I still feel bad about that. You know, it just so happens our child that we adopted, Valentina, she doesn't have any like very explicit disabilities or anything mm-hmm. like that. She's naughty, but <laughs> but I think that's pretty normal <laughs> for a three year old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of the more tougher discussions and choices in this whole process that we had. Yeah, I think well, I think we can echo that. That was pretty. That was pretty difficult for us as well. I feel like I talked to Anna about, like you said, Mark, just being really honest with ourselves and our what we're really being called to to do for this child. How do we provide the best environment for them to thrive and be happy and also not taking on more than we are capable of? We really had to be honest with ourselves. And and I think writing it down on a piece of paper, you know, writing it down on a document that other people are going to be mm-hmm. reviewing also was this layer of like guilt and shame of of being judged. Like, oh, gosh, you're so great. You want to adopt. But this is the child you want to adopt, not this. You know, so I totally I totally feel that I totally get that. Yeah. 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 So. Now that you have Valentina, how how has adoption changed your life? How has she changed your life, Mark? Mm. Yeah, I think I've always been grateful 
of everything that I've been afforded in life. I've tried to not take things for granted. And I think definitely, you know, in this whole process, I think I've just been even more grateful. In the back of my mind, I always felt like maybe I was I was worried I would treat our biological child and our adopted child differently. Mm-hmm. And I think the surprise for me is that I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we're trying to discipline Valentina, for example, Anna and I talk about it afterwards and we come to the realization that, okay, well, we had to discipline like our biological child the same way. And then when we praise, you know, one child or the other, it's also like similar. So we're not really playing favorite. <laughs> I didn't want to be a jerk, and <laughs> to be honest. And, and I think we're not, I would hope that's one thing. And mm-hmm. the other thing is just being grateful. You know, I, I don't know how much Anna shared. Uh, I will say, I forget if she shared our experience of meeting Valentina for the first time, but we we flew into like, Florida during like a hurricane to go meet her and get her. That whole experience was very humbling to me that for when we were chosen by her birth mother and to be able to have the means to go out there and do that. And then just all the timing of it all and everything, I think it's just, it was just a great blessing. Mm -hmm. I'm always humbled by that. And so every time Valentina does something, for example, that gets us upset, I always try to like temper that by recalling this the journey that got us here and it was just very much a great blessing and so well she's adorable i just saw facebook pictures of her and i just want to squeeze her oh (laughs) she is she's cute she's she's super sweet and super she's like we call her a sour patch kid because she's super sweet and then she can be so sour (laughs) like those commercials yeah sour patch kids commercials What about you, Steve? You expressed kind of these feelings of, you know, raising someone else's kids. How is that going to affect you adopting? What was the turning point for you, do you think? Yeah, I guess it was a couple things. I mean, I'm Catholic, so I, I knew that I needed to take it to prayer, and I did. Eventually, it's not like I got an immediate answer or anything like that. Usually that's not how prayer works. But I did eventually kind of reflect on the fact that I mean, Joseph, Jesus's dad, her adoptive dad, was a big deal to me in my life. Mm-hmm. And I realized if he's such a big deal to me and I'm trying to imitate him, why would I not be open to adoption himself, given that that's what he's famous for? Mm-hmm. That's his whole role historically. So I tried praying to him for help, like, bring this to God and help me understand how you were able to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, not an immediate answer, but it did eventually come. I know we spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time with your little cousins. Mm-hmm. I call them my nieces too, because they're like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, like all that kind of age. We spent a lot of time with them, taking care of them, playing games with them, other stuff like that. Just seeing the impact that we had on them and also just realizing how much I care about them, how much mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm even though I'm not at all related to them, mm-hmm. they're your cousins. Mm-hmm. That really kind of made things click. Mm-hmm. That really kind of made things click. Thinking about St. Joseph, praying to Joseph and God about it, thinking about, yeah, these relationships I already had with other children that are not mine mm-hmm. biologically, I would adopt any of them in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference there? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that that really did change things. I wouldn't say it's overnight, but it was pretty close to that where all of a sudden I went from 
being really not excited at all about adoption to being completely on board, mm-hmm. then the only issue is the process itself. Right. How awful that can be. But <laughs> yes. the actual concept was something that I was excited for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I wish the adoption process is what we keep referring it back to is like, I wish it was easier, less expensive. I mean, that really discourages so many people from even venturing into it. There seems to be so much resources, but then it's it gets overwhelming. It's really something you have to designate a good chunk of time to, to really wade through. And even that kind of coming out of it, there's still so much that I wish we should have done or could have done. Time, money, decisions to be made. You can make the Mm -hmm. wrong decisions and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I think for Steve, like, I know you've, you really emphasize how you don't want, you didn't want it to feel transactional. Mm -hmm. You didn't want it to be like, we're buying a kid. Yeah. That was, that That was was the hardest issue with like, yeah, the easiest way to get a kid is through an agency. Yeah. But then the whole cost of the agency and everything like it just, it really does feel like you're buying a kid at certain yeah. points. So I, yeah, it, it worked out differently with Max, of course. Right. But right. yeah, I think that was definitely my hesitation there. Yeah. How has Max changed your life other than lack of sleep? <laughs> yeah, the, the lack of sleep is a big thing. I don't know. I guess it's hard to say. I mean, it's definitely really challenged me. It's forced me to grow in ways that I didn't know I could. My life is, yeah, just very different now. It's not about me. It's not even about the marriage. It's not even about you anymore. I mean, there is that as well, but now there's this additional layer of things kind of revolve around my son. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I can't imagine not having him now. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, he's kind of the best. Yeah, it's definitely probably the best decision I've made other than marrying you, even if that was also difficult. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I it, it's hard to say how he's changed it because it's yeah, it's just completely different and it's and it's amazing and yeah, I, I don't think we could have been luckier. Yes, with everything about it, the way it worked out, the birth mother. Yeah, the we have like a whole so nother cool. extended family that we never knew existed in some ways. Yeah, her and her family and all of that. We yeah. we really like them and mm-hmm. everything. We do keep somewhat in contact Mm -hmm. because it is an open adoption. Yeah. But yeah, just everything, the way that worked out, the way everything worked out with Max, the person that he is already Mm -hmm. just never would have expected it because (laughs) it's just a roll of the dice. Yeah. And you, you really kind of expect a lot of things to go wrong and they certainly can. Yeah. But so far with him, none of all the fears that we had have turned out to be completely unfounded. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mark, would you do it all over again? Would you adopt, you know, would you adopt again if if the the situation presented itself to you and Anna? Yeah, I I think, you know, we'd actually talk about this a lot because we're like, oh, should we have another kid? And I think, you know, we're getting a little bit up there in age to have our another biological kid for mm-hmm. sure. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think I I would. I, I think I would try to avoid a hurricane for sure. <laughs> and also I will say adopting out of state is like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other red tapes that yeah. make it very prohibitive if for somebody who is not necessarily strong willed or mm-hmm. so to speak. Sure. Or has the funds to do it. So I could totally relate to what you're saying earlier. But yeah, I'd do it again. One of the surprising things for me, what changed my view on it was just how similar 
in terms of the experience of raising our biological daughter versus our adopted daughter, how similar those two experiences are just from our household, I should say. It's very interesting, this dynamic, this relationship we have with the birth mother and also with, uh, there's another family that we got in contact with. There's this relationship there, like they were part mm-hmm. of the same agency. Mm-hmm. And so we got in touch with another family that we keep in contact with, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a beautiful outcome of this. But definitely just in terms of like the household, like you guys were saying, the fears that one experience is going to be quite different than another. If you have biological kids versus adopted kids, I think mm-hmm. that it is unfounded. And I think that's one of the best surprises of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. What is one message that you want to communicate to any couple out there, any men out there that are venturing into adoption? That's something that is being presented to them as an opportunity. What's something that you would like to have told yourself before you adopted or just a guy out there that's discerning this? Yeah. Maybe one thing is that There's nothing to be scared about, I should say. Maybe if there's a sense of like, well, is there something that's deficient about me being a husband or a father? There's nothing deficient about going into an adoption. If anything, it shows that you're even more willing to be a father than maybe some some other situations that present themselves in terms of fatherhood. And I I am Catholic also, so I will say St. Joseph is a great example of the willingness to be a father, even if the child is not biologically yours. That model of fatherhood, I think, is a a very great one to look into if for anyone who is listening that is is Catholic. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Steve? What's one message or or advice that you'd like to communicate with men out there that are possibly in the same situation, if not discerning adoption. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the the big thing is you you do got to be open about it. You do got to actually look into it, challenge mm-hmm. some of your opinions on it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to go back to it because I know 3W is not a religious institution, but yeah, I'm a Catholic and I think it really all goes back to God. Mm. I don't think I would have been able to do this without prayer. Mm. I wouldn't have been able to do this without basically a that gift from God, mm. being able to recognize that, being able to recognize how much I loved other people in the family that weren't actually biologically related to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, seeing that example in Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just take it to prayer, see what God tells you. What if they're not religious? What would you say to them? You can still take it to prayer. Mm-hmm. Whether I mean, it, you, you might think it's not going anywhere, but yeah. it can't hurt. Yeah. I guess at that point, you really want to exhaust all your resources. Yeah. Exhaust your options, I guess. Or yeah, I I mean, I guess if you're really against that, then talk to other people who have adopted, Mm -hmm. spend some time with kids that aren't yours, Yours? Mm -hmm. biologically, who aren't related to you biologically, even Mm -hmm. even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See if you can see if you can love them, see if you can care about them. Yeah. And if you can, Mm -hmm. like most people, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to do just fine with adoption. Right. It's really, yeah, yeah I, it, it was really a difficult process for me at first, but now, yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything about it. Mm-hmm. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd probably wait six months <laughs> until he, he's a little less crazy. <laughs> I'd definitely do it again. Okay. Well, well, thank you to the both of you for being candid and honest. I'm sure 
there's a lot of guys out there that are having the same kind of hesitation, if not worries and anxiety when adoption is is on the table as something to consider. And I know it's a very different, it's just different for men and women. You know, I've talked to so many, so many women, including Anna, that have this instant connection with children that are not biologically ours. So adoption and, you know, taking children into our home is a very natural biological gender kind of situation. And I know it's different for guys. And so that's why it's so important, I felt, to get you both on our podcast to really encourage other men to not be afraid of walking through that door, walking through that opportunity. So thank you so much, Mark, for your time. I know with two little girls, that's very precious. So thank you so much for joining us today. Please know that it's going to impact someone that you don't even know out there and could possibly change people's lives. And thank you, Steve, for being my guest today. If listeners out there, if you have any questions for Mark and Steve, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to connect with you in some way to answer further questions, but feel free to email us. Feel free to get in contact through 3W or through them. We can definitely connect you to them. So if you have any more questions for us or curious about a question I didn't answer, please feel free to reach out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please look out for our other topics surrounding adoption, surrounding children in the near future. If you like what you're listening to, please share, please connect this episode with your community and your friends. Again, thank you so much for joining us and till our next Wellness Wednesday episode. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.